Entrepreneurs can get stuck in their head. If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by Perfect Publishing. Perfect Publishing is a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing is sharing a project of hope. We carefully chose heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Get adoseofhope.com. Today's guest is Mark Savant. Mark began podcasting about five years ago. People started paying him to help grow their podcasts, and Mark Savant Media was born. He offers podcast consulting, launch kits, and production. He also supports podcasters through a private mastermind community. The podcast Savant Mastermind Program offers clarity to podcasters via monthly training, support, promotion, networking, and more. If you've ever felt lost or lonely on your podcast journey, this network solves that problem. He's a passionate father, husband, and community leader. He believes the more you give, the more you receive. Mark Savant and Robert talk about the power of podcasting and creating relationships, growing businesses, and generating additional streams of revenue. Podcasts are a great platform for sharing stories and helping others through the power of story. Well, Mark, thank you so much for jumping on the show today. I'm excited. Robert, pleased to be here, brother. Happy and excited to talk shop. Yeah, love it. So I just let each episode start with the guests sharing their entrepreneurial journey and uh, from kind of what planted the entrepreneurial bug and and to what they're doing now in whatever length or you know depth they want to go into. <laughs> sure, open forum. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll start by just saying my name's Mark Savant. I run a a podcast agency. So I help clients launch podcasts and run podcasts. You don't need to worry about the day to day operations. All you need to worry about is generating leads, getting clients on the line and uh, then we produce the show and make it look and sound beautiful and so on and so forth um and so that's that's my main bread and butter but it didn't start that way robert surprise surprise you know one thing that i think of when it comes to entrepreneurship is being flexible being dynamic and listening to the people that you serve right and when i first started my journey about six years ago or so i had no idea what i wanted to do i just knew that every morning Every Monday when I woke up, I looked at the ceiling and I said, why? I I don't want to do this today. It was the worst, right? And I I think we've all felt that way at some point in time. And I live for Fridays and I loathed Mondays. And that's no way to live your life. It's just, there's no reason for it. Um, And so I started down this journey of trying all sorts of different businesses from opening an independent insurance agency to selling mattresses to vending machines. I sold t-shirts online. I worked on uh, Amazon FBA, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. I'm like touching the tip of the iceberg. Uh, But what I found, Robert, was that I was learning so much. I was listening to all these podcasts to help develop my, my businesses and my ideas. I said, why don't I start a podcast? Why don't I start here? And so the first podcast I started was called the Awesome Dad Show. It's what it's called now. When I first started, it was called Act a Dad. And so I started this podcast. I said, I'm just going to run it for a year. I'm going to see how it goes. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, And after a year, Robert, what I found was that nobody was paying me money to teach them how to be a better father. (laughs) People were paying me to teach them how to launch podcasts and how to grow online communities. And so I pivoted and that's how Mark Smart Media was born. Nice. Yeah, it's it's interesting how that that happens, right? You you think you're doing one thing and then you're actually creating a community that's actually expecting something else. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's important. So this is something I think about a lot is, you know, it's it's really important I think that we believe in ourselves and we focus on a goal and we work towards that goal and we believe and we believe and we believe, right? 
because there's a lot of people that don't understand the entrepreneur's journey. There's a lot of people that look at us and say, what are you doing? Go get a job, bro. What are you doing? Um, and so it's really important that we believe in ourselves, but at the same time, it's important that we bring in the right pieces of advice so we know when to be dynamic, when we know when to be flexible, when we know to shift course. And it's not always easy. There's so much bad, there's so much quote unquote advice coming in all the time. It's hard to tell when it's good advice or when it's bad advice. And, and I think about that a lot because it's there's some things that I think stick in our brains and we think, okay, this is this is you know, this is golden. This is truth. I'm sticking it in there. I'm gonna follow all I'm gonna, all of my actions are going to mirror this particular belief or this piece of advice. And then years later, you're like, that just wasn't good advice. I've been following this bad advice all these years. You know, I don't know if that's happened to you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but absolutely. It's, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to determine. So, so let's talk a little bit about, about mentors and, and coaching and, and what voices to follow, man. How do you, how do you figure that out? Oof. Well, I mean, th first, first of all, I, I try to find people that lead by example. You know, and I, I try to find people that are consistent. You know, this is something that you'll find like on social media. There's so many coaches or so many business gurus. Woo, you got to love those TikTok business gurus, right? But what you'll find once you start to learn social media a little bit better is that it's just all smoke and mirrors. They're, they're paying for likes. They're paying for comments. They get fake engagement. I mean, you just saw just recently uh, Elon and Twitter kind of going through this debate on how many... Uh, accounts on Twitter are actually just robots. They're actually real. Um, and it we'll, we'll find out maybe, you know, maybe, but, maybe, <laughs> but that's what a lot of social media is. It's a bunch of smoke and mirrors. It's, it's playing the algorithm. Um, and, and, you know, what I try to look for is people that are actually just being genuine, giving genuine um, advice, genuinely listening, uh, showing up day after day. And, and they, then they have actions that mirror uh, what they what they talk. One of the people that I I'm really motivated by is Gary Vaynerchuk. I know I'm not on my own. A lot of people love Gary V, um, but I, I I really respect his hustle. I, I respect that he's not always trying to sell me something, you know. But he gives he gives a lot of like a lot of hype. Although again, talking about good advice and bad advice, some of the advice he gives, you know, is not applicable to the at home entrepreneur, right? Some of the advice he's giving are for Fortune 500 corporations. So you kind of have to, again, look at the advice that's coming coming out and try to see what's applicable to what you're doing and what's not. Right. Well, I, I remember the sort of conversation about, about Gary and and uh, he, you know, he boasts about being 100 uh, percent organic, but he but he has a staff of 10 people creating content. <laughs> At least I think content like, out there on social. So he, yeah. he's not necessarily paying for Facebook ads directly, but, but he's putting, you know, so much content out that, that, that there's a cost involved in, in that as well. And, and like you said, us, us little at home guys that can't necessarily compete with a content machine like that. Yeah. But with, with, so with that being said, I think it's always important or not always important, but it's really important right now that we're focused on building that that platform, that social media machine, you know, I, I remember back in the day when I didn't, we didn't have smartphones. We have smartphones. I had a big old computer sitting at my at my house that with dial up internet, you know. And so I, I think it's really easy for us to um, maybe lose sight of of what's possible right now. You know, twenty years ago, what we're doing here would have been like not you know, it would have been nonsense. We're gonna get on a podcast and we're going to share a vision. We're going to share business ideas. We're going to grow our audience to a, to a potential market of billions of people. You'd have said, that's crazy. You got to be on TV. You got to be on the radio. Um, so what we have right now, this opportunity is really special. And I, I think it's important that we dig in and, and we take advantage of what is possible. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think, yeah, and I'm so grateful for technology, but I kind of, have always been grateful for technology because um, you know, 20 years ago, our family made a commitment to, to live in South America and, and the technology existed then for, for my dad and I to, to Yahoo chat. And we texted back and forth on, on a little Yahoo chat window. Yep. And then, and then by Christmas time, we actually could plug our video camera in and, and my parents could watch our little Christmas video 
of our kids opening Christmas presents through Yahoo chat, right? And, and it had progressed to, to that point. But of course, not near the quality, not near anything that we're doing, you know, today and recording podcasts. And I record with guests all around the world now. And and of course, you know, I, I'm sure you do as well that, you know, we've got Australian guests and New Zealanders and, and uh, uh, you know, people in the UK. In fact, now my podcast is syndicated in India um, and, because there's a lot of English speakers there learning business and growing businesses. And, and, uh, it, and it's, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I mean, it, and, and to not take advantage of that, right. To not, you know, somebody asked, well, why would you put your podcast in India? And I said, well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. It's not costing you anything and you can reach, I don't know how many people are in India now, 1.3 billion people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. You know, the other thing I think Robert that we think is that, these opportunities, they're not going to go away. You know, free reach on Instagram Reels, uh, free uh, free reach through Twitter or for TikTok or, or even through the podcast or YouTube. It's not going away. It's going to be here forever. I think that's a, I think that that is significantly short-sighted because there's a good possibility that it won't be. So developing the systems, developing the community, owning your community right now, more important than ever. Oh, man, I remember what, it, was it six months ago when when Facebook and and Instagram shut down for like four hours and the whole world like came to an end? Right, <laughs> right. And, so and if you your know these companies was only on Instagram or, or Facebook. You were you were stuck. Yeah, and these companies are always implementing more pay to play type of um, programs. I mean, you look at Facebook now; very hard to reach people now unless you're paying for ads. Ten years ago, I mean, you could grow huge communities and audiences on Facebook. So I just think we're going to see that play out um, over these different platforms and maybe even more so as we move into this web three world, which is decentralized and maybe people are not congregating to uh, the same social media platforms that we're on now. Yeah. Well, and, and then of course, you know, the biggest numbers on reels, you know, are, are people falling on their face or crashing their car or blowing stuff up or, you know, so, so getting the business, getting the real content in between those things is, you know, it, it's working for some and, and for others, it's, it's, you know, feels like an uphill battle. Um, I've definitely thrown, you know, a ton of money at Facebook before I learned, <laughs> learned, learned my lesson on, on, on content. Right. And, and trying to just, you know, my goal now is the same, you know, sounds similar, right. I need to have a social media machine that pulls people out of Facebook and onto my platform and onto my, you know, into my own infrastructure so that I have ways to communicate with them and share with them. Um, if Facebook kicks me out. Right. And, yeah. and Facebook's been known to kick people out for whatever, no reason. Right. Or, or, you know, an accident, right. The algorithm says, Ooh, that's bad stuff. Or, Oh, they mentioned a, a bad politician's name. They're out. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, yeah, you can get shut down on, on any of those. You mentioned earlier. I want to. I want to jump back to. Um, you were talking about you know the 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 smoke and mirrors marketers and and some of those people. And I, I love to talk about you know character and authenticity when it comes to entrepreneurship, especially online entrepreneurship. So let's dig a little into you know the value of, but on both sides of it, right? The importance of character, but then the why it's so powerful to be your authentic self. Well, I mean, frankly, that's what people respond to, right? People respond to authenticity. People respond to stories. You know, I've been on Instagram for several years now. And, you know, I find it, I, I, at a certain point, I was like, things are, not, things are not growing as fast as I'd like them to. I'm not bringing new people into my ecosystem, into my atmosphere. What can I do? Um, and so I tried different things. Uh, but, you know, I read this book, Story Brand by Donald mm -hmm. Miller, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And, you know, he kind of walks you through what I now know is the hero's journey, right? Um, and, in a, you know, when, when you start framing things in this, in this way of saying, hey, here, here's where I was. This was the problem that I faced. This is how it transformed me. People respond to that because they're going through the same exact thing. They're going through the same challenges. And so when you start letting your your flaws um, and making them public, letting people see them, people respond. 
someone that does this really well uh, is Shay Robottom. I'm not sure if you're familiar yeah. with Shay, but you huge know, huge LinkedIn, huge LinkedIn following, and yeah, she's got maybe a million LinkedIn followers now. I, um, uh, I've had a few. I know a few people have gone through her uh, video marketing course, but yeah, I mean, she, you, when you look at the post, she's not posting about here's me in front of my Lambo or I just landed a big client. She's saying like, you know, I was massively depressed and unhealthy. Um, I was physically abused. Like she's let she's putting herself out there, and and I I think that, um that's part of the reason why people are so drawn to her is because they say, wow, I've gone through those same exact challenges. And, and I, once I started embracing that type of concept, um, it, it just, it's really expanded my, my network and it's helped me to connect with my existing network on a deeper level, because now we're connecting on, on a stronger emotional level, not just let's make some more money together. It's, you know, emotionally, um, you hate Mondays. It can be different. You know, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're sad and depressed about your future. It can be different. And once you start connecting on these deeper levels, um, it, it things start to, to move more, at least in this digital world we're living in now. Absolutely. So let's, let's dig into connection a little bit deeper and, and the power of, you know, I mean, the, the reason podcasts are so powerful we mentioned earlier is, is connection, right? And, and, and so let's dig into why connection, especially in this digital space, um, is so important. Well, you know, your, your network is net worth, right? And kind of like we were talking about before, there's, there's so many distractions out there. There's so many, so many smoke and mirrors, as, as we kind of put it here. Um, the podcast allows you to get deeper, right? In a world full of, I'll put on my movie voice, in a world full of 15-second viral video clips, podcasts go for hours long. Why are they successful? It's because people are hungry, bro. People are hungry. You know, we don't want to live off of these 15 second clips. You can't actually learn anything. Right. Um, now I'm not saying they're not important, but having a platform where you can have long form discussions is vital to your personal brand because people can actually get to know you. People can actually get to know you when you start putting yourself out there, on, in a longer form, right? Uh, and, you know, we talk about connections, your network is your net worth, super important. Um, and, you know, podcasting, I think is one of the best way to get great people on the phone, right? I, have you ever been in direct sales, cold calling, anything like that? Oh, yeah. 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 How often are you calling someone? It, it, all the entrepreneurs out here get this too. How often do you call someone or email someone and say, hey, this is my product and service. Let's hop on a 15 minute call. I'd love to talk to you more about it. The amount of people that want to talk to you is zero. We do not want to be sold. But if you go to your ideal client and you say, Hey, Mr. And Mrs. Smith, um, I love your business. I love what you're doing. I'd love to extend an invite for you to come join my podcast. Enjoy, uh, join my show. People are thrilled. They're like, wow, I'm going to be on a podcast. I'm going to be featured for, for what I love to do for what I'm an expert at. They come onto your show. You make them feel like a king or a queen. They feel awesome. You develop rapport. And then by the end of the podcast, they're going to say something along the lines of, wow, Robert, that was great. What do you do? And then that's when you hit them with what you actually do. And, you know, when done well, um, when done at a high level, this can absolutely convert. You can actually, you can get the perfect clients on long calls to develop a relationship, to build the emotional connection, which leads to sales, which leads to revenue, which leads to profit. It's way cheaper than in, I mean, I don't want to say it's way cheaper, but it's in my opinion, one of the best ways to actually create a relationship that leads to business. Absolutely. And, but it, it does the, that other side, we talked about the power of mentors and, and podcasting gives you the opportunity to talk to mentors that, would never take a phone call from you. They, they'd they never show up at one of your group coaching calls. You know, you couldn't, if you called them and asked them, hey, I'm, I'm hosting an event, you know, for all my clients and would love to have you come speak. And they'd say, yeah, well, it's $20,000, you know, but you call them and say, hey, I'd love to have you on my show for an hour and, and ask you any question that I can ask you. And they'd be <laughs> like, oh yeah, podcast, sure. <laughs> Let's schedule it. And, oh, yeah. and get incredible, incredible people that can help teach you and your audience, right? And that part of my motivation for starting the podcast was to to expand my reach 
into you know this upper upper echelon and bring people in that my clients wanted to hear from mm. and and have a conversation with and so the questions that i get to ask are the questions my clients want to ask and learn from these people that are doing it out there and and you know at that level and it's that podcasting is just this this it, it knocks down doors yeah yeah it's yeah. incredible love that love that idea of 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 guests into clients and 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 creating a model where where your guests can flow into your funnel yeah well it's absolutely i mean it's a game changer because i think when most people think of podcasting they think i'm going to get in i'm going to grind it out for years and then i'm going to sell sell sponsorships when i start getting you know 5000 downloads an episode spoiler alert it, it ain't ever going to happen <laughs> right it ain't ever going to happen this top uh, half percent I mean, I, I don't want to say it can't happen because there are people way on the edges of the standard deviation that do get there. But for the for 99% of people, you're never going to get to that level. So what, what ends up happening is you're producing episode after episode after episode after episode, and you're not actually seeing a financial return, so you burn out. So it's it's really important that you go into a podcast, especially as an entrepreneur, thinking about like, why am I doing this podcast? What is the point? What is the point? You know, I've been doing this for almost five years now and I I've just seen, you know, I've seen what works. I've seen what doesn't work. Um, and you know, this is something I talk about a lot in my mastermind program. I run a mastermind program for podcasters trying to generate income off of their podcast. Um, some of which are, some of which are, are on the way to doing right. Um, so having a strategy in place that allows you to generate income is, it's crucial because time is money. Um, and, and at any rate, that that concept we just talked about, about using the podcast as a way to get on the phone with your ideal client, um, is one of the ways that you can monetize a show from the very first day. Absolutely. And and that's that's pretty powerful, right? I mean, certainly a lot more powerful than than thinking about the current advertising space. Although <laughs> I think podcasting and and marketing is is shifting heavily. Um, you know, we see, you know, deals being made for, you know, obviously the top end right now are making million dollar deals to get their shows permanently on, you know, certain channels. And, but that's going to trickle down <laughs> to the shows that are established and, and, and showing. Um, but being a podcaster and, and, you know, this is, I'm pretty sure this is episode 187 that we're recording right now. Um, and so the, the reality is the numbers don't come near as fast as you'd like, you know, and, and no. you mentioned this, that's, that's where the smoke and mirrors world is tempting. Like I, you know, how do I increase, you know, listeners, how do I get extra listeners? And, and if I can go onto Fiverr and Upwork and, <laughs> you know, I haven't, and I won't, I, I refuse to go there, but, but I could see where the temptation to get extra downloads, you know, would come, you know, I want to call mom and dad and say, mom, would you just turn it on Amazon Alexa in the other room and just have it, just let it keep playing <laughs> so we get some extra downloads. Um, well, and that is a, a business model, uh, you know, because the more listeners you have, the more you can sell sp sponsorships and ad placements against. Um, so what people do is they'll pay an agency or they'll pay robots to listen to the show or like the show or leave reviews and ratings and things, things like that. That way you can go to sponsors and advertisers and say, this is how many downloads I'm getting. This is how much I charge for ad placement. Um, kind of, again, the, the issue that's happening between Elon and Twitter. They're trying to determine what's <laughs> real and what's fake. Um, and, and I'm not going to say that, you know, I'm not going to condemn anyone for doing that. But I just don't personally, and, and I can tell we're aligned here, Robert, I just have a problem with that type of business model. Um, you know, for me, if I'm going to be running a business, there has to be a value, you know, because if I'm just selling, you know, if I tell an ad company that I'm getting 5,000 downloads an episode, but I'm really only getting 500, you're not delivering the value that you promised. And I just don't think that's a sustainable business model. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and it's certainly not going to last, right? At some point no. they're, they're going to go, um, there's no benefit for us in this. Right. Right. And so, you know, for me, it's finding that the, the advertisers finding the power partners really gets more of a power partner, right? Who can I help that, that I can get referrals for? Or who can I help that, that I can get, you know, people into their program? Um, you know, you know, for me, it, 
being being an entrepreneur coach, you know, I love to support, you know, financial guys because I don't teach financial stuff and helping, you know, throw throw business, you know, towards power partners and and same. I don't set up podcasts. I don't help people set up podcasts. I don't produce podcasts outside of my own. And uh, and so I, I definitely refer people to podcast producers because, you know, I can help you get started and 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 help you put together a pretty great show, but I have a pretty good team that puts mine together and makes it happen. <laughs> and and yeah. so I know, I know the value of what a producer would do and help with. Sure. So, and you know how hard it is to put together all the systems and the team and do all the boring stuff like metadata and audio editing and keywords and stuff like that. Um, you know, it takes a long time. It takes a long time. So you can do it the the hard way and learn by yourself, or, you know, you can work with a company like Mark Smart Media and, you know, we, 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 we just really speed up that whole process for you. And um, people seem to like it. It's, it's working. <laughs> so I like complain. that. That's, that's the important part, right? Is the fact that you, you recognized and made the shift and for many entrepreneurs choosing their niche, right? That's, that's kind of, you know, the, a challenge, right? And, and really you made a shift in your niche, right? You started out, I'm speaking to dads. I want to, I want to influence dads and, and then recognizing but all these people are asking me these questions. Right. And so right. you can do that for free and answer all their questions and be a really cool guy. Or he can say, Hey, maybe there's a business here. Yeah. Well, and that's an important thing to think about when you've got a podcast in place, right? You need to have some offer. You need to have an offer. A lot of people, and, and I made this mistake too. I just started a podcast just to start a podcast. You know, I didn't have an offer in place. I didn't have a place where people, I could say, click the button, buy the product, support me, enhance your life, you know, what, whatever the benefit is to them. But you, you need to have an offer. You know, I was just on a call with a mastermind member last night. Um, I was like, well, what's your offer? And he was kind of like, he was kind of moving around trying to kind of get clear on what his big ticket offer was. At the end of our session, we we, we, we did kind of come to a realization, realization that this is the big ticket offer. This is the medium ticket. This is the small. Uh, the smaller offer just to get them in the door. Um, but I, I, I honestly think before you even hit record, you should have an end game in mind. You know, it's great to just open doors. Um, but, you know, if there's a thousand doors and you know that these 10 are the best ones to start with, it, it just make, it, it makes a lot of sense because it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money to produce a show. So we need to go into it with our eyes open and a strategy in place that's going to generate some return. Absolutely. And, and depending on what your business is, what is the, you know, like you mentioned, why are you starting it? Right. Why are you doing the podcast? And then, and then monetizing, what are the ways that the business, that the podcast supports your business, right? Building your audience, reaching these people, talking to guests. I mean, each of those elements of the podcast can be an important piece that adds value to your business, but you have to be intentional about it. Yeah. I'll give you a perfect example. Okay. So when I started off my podcast again, didn't have all these systems in place. Um, I, I was speaking, I mean, I've speak, spoken to thousands and thousands of people, not that have been recorded on the show, but I've spoken to all these people, um, but I didn't have ways, uh, I didn't have the infrastructure in place to, uh, you know, keep their contact information readily available. I didn't have any sort of system of, you know, they're going to be put into this spreadsheet. They're going to be put, they're going to be tagged for this particular email list. These are what their interests are. You know, you learn that over time. But if I would have gone into the system saying, or going into this process saying, everybody I talk to, I want to be able to keep up with. I want to be able to touch a few buttons to reach them um, with relevant words. You know, uh, I, you know, I would have had this whole system in place, but you know, that's what entrepreneurship is about. It's about learning, um, you know, but, but now when I say, okay, part of the big, purpose of my podcast is I want, I want to expand my contact group. You put systems in place so that you can keep those contacts close at hand. Um, and I'll give you a perfect example of why this works. Um, come, you know, in January, new years, I said, I want to reach out to all my previous guests to let them know what I'm focused on right now. So I sent out an email to all my guests and said, Hey, just to let you know, I'm really focused on podcast launches and production. If you know anyone that would be interested, please let me know. And I got a handful of referrals just from that, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, crap, if I would have been keeping track of people from day one, I would have had maybe instead of a half dozen referrals, I'd have five dozen referrals, you know? So anyway, I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent. We will be right back after this short break. 
This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, Dream Life Planner, Move from Tired and Overwhelmed to Free and Empowered by Noelle L. Peterson, available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R, to dream.com. That's empower, number two, dream.com. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Bye. No, but it's important because that that intentionality, right, changed and and recognizing, yeah. oh, whoa, there was a lesson there. But at least you you started saving their names and you recognize the value and and now you can be intentional about you know what are the ways that I can continue to grow my list. And growing my list doesn't just mean the people listening to the show. It means who are the people participating in the show? Who are the people supporting the show? You know, for me, it's it's even. You know, we've gone as far as now we're tracking the people that are that are subscribing on YouTube. And, and sure. I I was at episode 185 before I recognized that YouTube can tell you who subscribed. I'm like, <laughs> oh, look at that. I can find out who they are. And I can't get their email necessarily directly from YouTube, but I can become a friend with them on LinkedIn. And then I've added them to my LinkedIn network where we're promoting the show on LinkedIn through newsletters. And, and all these different ways that we're starting to expand and and create opportunities, right? LinkedIn, we promote the free download. Guess what the free download requires? Their email address. Yep. That's the price. <laughs> it's free, but you have to give us your email address so we can send it to you. And then they become a part of our infrastructure instead of LinkedIn's infrastructure. Um, and and it, it, it's part of that learning experience. If you don't realize that that value is there, that, that you can do that, you, you know, you you miss out on a little bit until you catch up. Yeah, it's super, super practical tip. I mean, I, I have in my system now that basically any anybody that I engage with is somehow being added to a list somewhere. You know, sorry, Robert, you're on a list. Somewhere. I know it. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean I'm going to be spamming you with emails. The way I've structured it is, um, and again, having automations on the back end is really key. Um, but I use a program called Calendly to schedule meetings with guests, right? And it, not just guests, but anybody, you know, you want to schedule a 15 minute chat, you want to schedule a consultation, client, you know, whatever. Anybody that, that schedules with Calendly is automatically added to my email list. Um, and then what happens is I'll send them an automatically an email that says, hey, so glad to connect with you. Just a heads up. These are the things that I'm focused on. Thanks. That's it. Now, if that person clicks any of the links, well, then they get tagged. You know, if you click on the NFTs made simple podcast that I run, you're going to be tagged for NFTs. So if I have some interesting NFT information, I can deliver it and so on and so on, so forth. Now, I, I, I try to avoid just dumping too much information on their head because, you know, too many options, people just like their eyes glazed over. They don't listen. Um, but I say, hey, here's the three main things I'm focused on. That's it. Right. Um, and so anyway, I found that to be a really effective way of building my email list automatically while also making sure that I'm I'm sending people information that's relevant to them. Well, that goes back to the content machine, right? Like the, the difference between smoke and mirrors and those of us that are out here doing real work is that we're recognizing that we are creating valuable content. And then, of course, that valuable content is only valuable if we share it. <laughs> Yes. And so being able to give it to people and let people use it and, and put it to work is, is where the real value from, from content comes, right? You could be the, you, you could have the best solution in the world, but if no one knows about it, it's worthless. Yeah. There's this, there's this belief that if you build it, they will come. And that is not the case. Not on you the know? internet. No, it's a hustle. You got to get out there. You got to get out there. You got to make it happen. Speaking on, you know, speaking on podcasts, Speaking on stages, going to clubhouse rooms, you know, you got to put your name out there. Well, that's how you and I met was in a clubhouse room and yeah. for a podcaster event and and just connected, I think, like six months ago. But um, the connection, you know, eventually grew enough that we trusted each other to say, hey, let's get on each other's show. And so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, clubhouse is awesome. It's kind of waned. Um, and, and just for anyone that's maybe not following clubhouse, is a social audio app. Um, you know, where people from all, all over the world, all sorts of walks of life can go into this, what we call room, um, join right on your phone. And then you can have conversations. There'll be speakers, there'll be listeners. It's kind of almost like interactive radio, um, super revolutionary. 
I'm not as active on Clubhouse as I was because the attention, like we talked about earlier, attention. Oh no, is it's like left. a it's like a 24 hour conference that you never leave if you get stuck in there. Like you, <laughs> you could you could just go from room to room to room and never sleep because it never stops. Right. Well, <laughs> and, and I you, think you, I think that's kind of what some people have have waned a little bit because it's you you got to really plan your day because once you get in there you can get lost. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, you could even like, there, there'd be rooms where I'd be accepted on stage and I have to wait 25 minutes to even say a, a, you know, a word. And you have to ask yourself, is this the best use of my time? Um, you know, again, being flexible, dynamic, just, you know, that's what entrepreneurs do. That's what we do. But in the beginning, there were some really cool things happening because, you know, there were some, some real influencers jumping in and, and jumping on stage. And, you know, you were on stage with, with Gary V or, or someone else that, that, that was, you know, building a clubhouse room in the beginning and checking, just checking it out. And, yeah. and so there were some, there were some real power exchanges of people getting to meet and, you know, collaborate with, with some big people in the beginning. And I think that really helped, you know, clubhouse get some momentum. Yeah. It was, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. The amount of people that you had access to. I mean, I was hosting rooms with hundreds and hundreds of people all listening. Um, and it just exploded my business. And, you know, while the clubhouse opportunity, it's not completely dead, but while the, the clubhouse opportunity has phased out, well, now we're, we got our eyes open for what is next. Cause there is always going to be the next thing we have to be innovating. And that's really what I try to focus on with my content, with my clients um, and in, and with the group that I lead, you know, what's, what's new, what is working now? Um, well, and and TikTok, I, TikTok and reels seem to be the, yeah. the traction traction point right now and, and and that was one of our challenges i i went to to my team and i said you know our our podcast is is wide format we we do record video we're, we're you know we're recording this video right now but it doesn't it doesn't fit so good on a reel it doesn't fit so good in in, in a facebook story and and so i you know just what what can we do what's our option and turns out you know what we can zoom in on the guest and just have the guest and show their a little one minute clip <laughs> sure and it and it and it works we make we've been making one minute clips from the very beginning the very first episode we made one minute clips we cut out two or three of every episode to post on social but we've never done it in the stories we've never done it in the format that would look you know if we take this format and we put it in stories, it's got a big gray bar on top and a big gray bar on the bottom. And the people are about the size of my, you know, my pinky nail. <laughs> nobody <laughs> looks at that. No, nobody wants to see that, especially, you know, after they just saw the, the orangutan, you know, smacking the window at the zoo. So, <laughs> but we figured it out because we asked a question, how can we make this work rather than, you know, just ignore it and say, well, we, it won't fit. We won't do that. And so, so we started doing those and we've been labeling our shorts as shorts, but they didn't fit the short format for YouTube. And so I said, how do we make it a short format? turns out it literally, if it fits the criteria, YouTube automatically makes it the short and, but you have to fit this criteria. It's like, oh, we were only off by just one thing. Right and now, you know, now we've got YouTube shorts and we've got Facebook stories and we've got Instagram reels and, and guess what? It's all the same content. We haven't, we're not reproducing all three of those. We're just reformatting our podcast recording and making it fit in those three places. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, that's what you got to be doing. And that's, it could be very frustrating as a podcaster is these formats are always changing. Like first it's square, then it's vertical, and then it's vertical three minute clips and it's two minutes. Now it's got to be under 15 seconds. Now it's 30 seconds. So uh, plus if you're on LinkedIn, it's a different formatting than on these. So you know, it can be kind of exhausting, which again is one of the, one of the values that you get, you know, from being in a, in a community or, um, you know, having an agency looking after it because it's exhausting. Like, I don't know if you've had this, this kind of moment, Robert, where, you know, it's Sunday night and you're trying to sleep. And then you're like, I forgot to post, I forgot to post my Instagram story today. Let me grab my phone. And then you put your phone down and you're like, okay, now I can sleep. <laughs> oh, wait. I forgot to respond to that message on LinkedIn. It's just like, it's like this rabbit. It's this, this, this hamster wheel that never ends, you know? And, you know, I found that by having a team or, you know, people that I trust handling it, it just alleviates, it alleviates so much that stress. Oh, you definitely can't do it by yourself. And thankfully no, I don't have to do it by myself. And, <laughs> but 
our episode this morning, we also keep it indexed on our own website. And so we have the audio file on our own website and the, the, the video file linked to our website, you know, it's embedded. It's still really just on YouTube. Right. And so, but the guest texted me back right at eight o'clock, right as it released and says, says, that's not me. And I'm like, Oh man, is it all wrong? <laughs> and so, so, you know, the team missed one click. And so it played the day before audio instead of the, the current guest audio. And, and of course for me, I I'm completely ignorant of it. So I got the message and I freaked out like, ah, it's broken. We broke it. <laughs> so it's, it's awesome to have a team that, that you can just say what happened and they fix it and right. they make it right. And, and it literally, it took 30 seconds. It wasn't even a, a big deal. It was something so simple. But somebody, well, our, we actually have a new new VA and, and they missed a step. And and so, but but it's a cool learning process, right? And and it I definitely, if you're an entrepreneur out there by yourself and and you know, you got to be busy running your business to to be doing a podcast is is a huge commitment of time. And and I'm I'm extra crazy because I don't do just one episode a week, I do four episodes a week. And so that that's a whole extra level of crazy that that you know. I encourage you definitely get get one episode a week down and and be content content with that. And for us, it just it just multiplied on its own. It took on a life of its own, and 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 we we're you know we're tweaking as we go and figuring it out and learning a lot along the way. I love that. I love. I've I've done the. I haven't done four. I've done three interviews a week, um, and that's a lot. It's a lot. It's hard to keep up with that. Um, which again is why you know. It's good that we occasionally take a step back. We talk to trusted colleagues um, and we say, hey, you know, what do you think? Where am I spending my time? Does this make sense? Is it achieving the goal that I set out for? Um, and then tweaking accordingly. Super important. Super important as an entrepreneur. Well, and, and our goal is our goals shifting now, right? We, I mean, we literally started it to reach influencers and and it happened so fast that, that that's why we're doing four episodes a week is because we were reaching so many that that. I had, I had 20 episodes in the can. I'm like, we got to get these out or it will, it'll take us half a year. Right. And, and then it would, and then it would lose its, lose some of its momentum. Right. If we, if we don't record for three months or we don't, we don't uh, have new stuff, at least in my mind, it was, that's what it, the excuse was. And so that's what got us to four episodes. And I said, we're always taking Fridays off. So Friday's always going to be a re-release. And so we're re-releasing our episodes from the beginning for the new audience that that's growing. And so yeah. we, you know, we mark them as a re-release, we label them as a re-release. And so people know, but we can update the advertising and we can update the marketing and, and update the information that we're sharing currently because we changed the intro and the outro, but the content's all still there. And so it's, that's been, it's been really cool. But are you, I'm curious, are you, do you charge guests to come on your show? I do not you? yet. So that's something, you know, it, it just to kind of go all the way back to the beginning, we we're talking about goals, monetization, finding ways to generate income off of your show. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if you have this problem as, as it were, I don't know if it's necessarily a problem. It's a good problem to have. I would, I was getting so many messages. I do every day. I get at least a half dozen messages from people that want to be a guest on one of my shows. And so eventually I was like, I can't handle all these. I, I have my VA or my uh, communications assistant helping with this. And I was like, what are we going to do? Because we're just getting so many, so many requests. So we ended up saying, Hey, we're going to charge a hundred bucks an episode for a guest to come on the show. If we get hit up out of nowhere for someone that wants to come on our show, it's a hundred bucks. And then surprise, surprise, people started paying it. And then more people started paying. It. And I was like, we're getting too many people paying a hundred bucks. We're doubling it to 200. And now people yep. are paying 200. And so I'm thinking, okay, once we get to a critical mass of 200, we'll bump it up to, to we'll keep going up, you know? And so I, I've been really, you know, happy with this for a few reasons. A, it allows me to eliminate people, um, you know, in a, in a nice way, right? It's like, hey, we charge, we charge for guests. Uh, secondly, it screens people because if you're willing to pay, you know, 100, 200, 300, $500 to go on a show, you've got a serious business. You've got a message, right? So these are the type of people that I want to talk to, um, and see. I mean, it's 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 huge. It helps me build. Uh, it, it helps me produce a higher quality show because now I have more money to pay my team. I have more money to to deliver a higher quality product, right? So I, I've been really happy with the way that that's been performing. Um, you know, and, and because of that, I might end up 
increase in the amount of episodes per week. Maybe instead of doing one interview per week, maybe we're doing two or three because you know it's it's starting to generate a real a real revenue stream. Absolutely, and and the value is there, right? It, like like yeah. you're you're adding value to the guest. They're getting they're getting thousands of dollars worth of promotional value by participating in the show. Um, even, you know, even a small podcast is thousand is the equivalent of thousand dollars of marketing that, that they can, you know, put resources out there. So, so it's absolutely worth, you know, and I've been exploring, like I, I get these, uh, invitations from companies, right. And our guest recommendations come through our admin email and, and, uh, and, and I, so I started doing the little research and these people are paying that company 18 grand a year. Right. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm I'm providing the value for that company to give to their clients. Yeah. And and so I've had this conversation in my head, like, I need to be charging these guys because they're charging their clients. And so, you know, the value that they're giving their clients or the promise that they're giving their clients requires me saying yes and letting their guest have an hour of my of my showtime. Yeah. And and so that value is definitely there. And so seeing seeing how much value there really is out there. Um, and and one of my guests, uh, I got to be a guest on her show and, and she says, yeah, it's it's four hundred ninety seven dollars for a guest to be on the show. And I'm like, sure. wow. OK, now, sure. you know, starting to figure out the value and, and 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 how much, you know, there really is. And, and there really is value for me in the beginning. I felt like. Oh, that guest is adding so much value. That guest is is bringing so much to the table, and and especially when I was, you know, I was reaching. I mean, we've had Mark Victor Hansen and his wife Crystal on the show, and and uh, you know Nick Santanatasso, who's got three point five million Instagram followers. Absolutely, he added value to the show and and elevated the show. But at the same time, the show gave him a new audience and and gave him you know people that had never seen him before or heard of him before because they haven't seen Tony Robbins' show and and you know, Nick's working right alongside Tony. And, and so it really is adding value even to those people that are influencers because they have audiences already and this gives them a chance to expand their audience. And so seeing that and learning that I'm, I'm, I'm starting to appreciate <laughs> the idea of charging for charging for guests and, 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 and charging the other way, <laughs> charging to be a guest. <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. That's yeah. I mean, cool. yeah, we, we always look at, you know, again, you know, so one of, so again, I, I run a podcast mastermind program, uh, you know, for, for podcasters that are trying to turn a podcast into a, a source of income, right. To a revenue stream. And there's, you, you know, as well as I do, Robert, there's so many different ways that you can generate revenue from a show. Um, and you know, uh, two months ago, back in April, that was their focus of a month. How can we develop new income sources? And it's been so cool to see people implement these types of strategies and to generate new revenue. Because again, I think the common misconception that people have when it comes to podcasting is I'll start a podcast. I'll be a DJ. It's amazing to me, the people that think this it's astounding. I'll have a podcast. I'll talk to thousands and thousands of people and I'll sell ads. It's the, the people, there's almost nobody makes real money from doing that. I'm sorry. And it's just, well, it's not crazy. the traditional ads for sure. Like, right. like if you go to a traditional podcast advertising company, they're going to give you, what is it like 20 cents per thousand or 20, you know, $20 yeah. for 10,000. So if it's you like have 10,000 downloads, you get 20 bucks. Yeah. It's, it's obscene. It's obscene. I mean, you can go out and negotiate your own ads. So I'm, I'm not saying it's impossible, um, I had Billy Thorpe on my show a few weeks ago and he kind of laid out his framework for I saw that episode. Yeah. It was yeah. really, really good, really compelling. Uh, but, but the bottom line is I think that, you know, in the point I'm trying to hammer in here is that, you know, to, to turn a podcast into like a, a real um, profit center, gener a place that generates real revenue. It's not just one stream of income. It's five, it's 10. Um, and some of those streams of revenue are going to work and you're going to lean into them. And some of them are just going to pitter out and you, and you do away with them, you know? Um, but, you know, but, but, but at least you want to have one big ticket, one kind of like medium level ticket, and then some, some small ways of ge generating revenue. Like, you know, I have, um, I have a YouTube video that still pays me 20, 40, 60 bucks a month just from affiliate revenue. Right. It's not, a, it's not a lot, but it's something. You oh, know, no, it, that's. 
<laughs> that's just one thing there. on automation. Yeah, crazy. That's really awesome. Yeah, so the challenge I think for for so many is is the, the traditional idea, right? The the I'm going to be you know entrepreneurs on fire and and and, and you know get on stages and, and do all these things, um, but of course his timing was completely different than than our timing. <laughs> yes, and and his income model was completely different, right? And so, and then of course there's you know the Joe Rogan you. you <laughs> he's definitely that, that, uh, point of the spear, right? Like he's, he's revolutionizing the industry in, in many ways, but he also has incredible guests and, and a three hour, you know, three hour episodes, which I wouldn't recommend for most people. Um, <laughs> well, he's been, he's been doing it for like 15 years, you know, and yeah, that's the other thing that drives me nuts is, you know, we talk about mentors, good advice, bad advice, kind of, again, bring it back to the beginning. Um, and if you're new to podcasting or, or, or even just newish, what people will do is they'll say, okay, I'm going to go to this podcaster because they're one of the biggest in the field. They've been doing it a long time. And the problem is that person knows what it's like to build a podcast 10, 15 years ago, <laughs> right? I'm not saying that that's nothing, but they don't exactly understand exactly what it's like to build your, your show today, you know? Um, I, yeah. And again, I don't want to call it any names because if someone's been podcasting over a decade, they probably know what they're talking about, but you just have to be careful with the people that you're aligning with the people that you're listening to, uh, because that particular advice might be great for, for, for one group or demographic, but it might not be right for you. Well, um, and it's shifting like Facebook, right? Like it's like chasing the Facebook algorithm. Yeah. I think podcasting is, is, is coming to that place where, where it really, it's a shifting it's a shifting model, you know, where people are selling their shows to, to a particular station and, yep. and stations are buying shows for a particular, you know, audience to grab a certain group of people and, and maintain, right. A lot of radio is shifting, you know, and, but I, I, so I had a, a guest invite out there and, and, and they said, you know, well, if you have 10,000 downloads per episode. And so I said, Oh wow! Okay, so I'm do some research about you know ten thousand downloads per episode, and now you're talking top half percent of yeah. all the podcasts in the world, and of that top half percent, very few of them are business. Like the right. biggest podcasts right now are like crime drama and and you know mysteries, and and they're really more like you know non or fiction novels and and a lot of those kinds of, of things that are in this same space, but entrepreneurs and business people, we're listening to all, you know, personal development and personal growth. And, but it's a pretty small percentage of, of the overall podcast world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the cost per click is higher too, but you know, I, I think, you know, and if, if I want, if people could walk away from this with one thing, it's, it's understanding that like, again, there's, there's more than one way to, to, to generate good money. Um, from a podcast and, you know, I, you know, just off the top, I said, here's a way that you can generate like real significant income from day one, but then we've rattled off about a half dozen more. Um, so at any rate, when I'm working with new clients who are launching shows, it's, that's one of the first things we get clear on, like, what is the point? What is the goal? And how can we generate, turn this into a, a way of generating income? Cause if you're not making money from your show, you're not going to keep paying me to produce your show. Right. You're going to end up, you know, so it's, I have, I am very vested in the process. Say, hey, like, let's give it six months. Let's see if it works. You know, nice. um, it's very, it's not a high cost to get started. Um, you know, and uh, let, let's get, let, you know, let's focus on what we want to do because we have a vested interest. The same thing with my mastermind program. You know, I know that if people are going to be paying and it's not a lot to join the program, it's 50 bucks a month, very affordable. Say, if you, you know, if, if you're going to be paying 50 bucks a month, I want to make sure you're at least walking away with double that in value each month. Uh, and, and I'm not just saying value, like I mean, value, like it's actually giving you a return. It's actually saving you time. Um, it's actually getting you in touch with the people that you want. So um, I, I think that if we, if we go into the podcast world with our eyes open, focusing on where we want to go, um, there's just all, there's just, there's specific ways that can get you there. And that's what we try to hone in. So good. All right. We're going to switch it up a little bit because I know obviously you started your first podcast as a dad. And so I want to, I want to, you know, share some of that 
entrepreneurial family, you know, mesh. And so what has been one of the biggest blessings of being an entrepreneur and raising a family? I think, I think the biggest blessing is just being able to be present when I want to be present. You know, there's some things that happen during the day um, that I, I, I wouldn't be able to, it's just, you know, if, if you're in the corporate world, if you're in the nine to five, if you're an employee, there's a lot of things that you're just not going to be able to do because you don't make your own rules. And, and being an employer, making that shift to employer, to entrepreneur, it does mean you're probably putting in more work. You're putting in longer, longer days. I'm trying to aim to be above average, not average. Um, but I get to do it on my terms. So if I, if I want to take a Monday morning to take my daughter to the zoo or to the museum, like I can do that. So I think that's the be- the biggest thing for me. Nice. All right. I'm going to switch it one step even further. What was your favorite date with your wife? Favorite most date? memorable? Uh, there's been a lot. I think that one of my favorite times with my wife was going to uh, Sunfest. It's a big music concert down here in uh, West Palm Beach. Uh, super fun. Super fun. Got to see like Stone Temple Pilots were there. Damian Marley. Um, uh, Fallout Boy closed. Crazy, crazy concert. Nice. All right, Mark, how, how have routines helped you in your personal growth? Well, routines are everything because it, you know, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go on a quick rant here. Um, for many years, I felt that I didn't want to have a routine because I didn't want to be bogged down with limitations as into what I'm doing. Uh, the problem with that is every day, every hour, every minute, your, your brain is racing to think, what do I do next? right? What am I supposed to be doing right now? Because as an employee, it's pretty dang clear. Come to work, be here at nine, do this. This is your opening process. you like, the framework is there. So as an entrepreneur, you have to create your own framework. Um, by implementing and putting, by putting in and implementing routines, your brain doesn't have to keep wandering because you already know what you're doing. You already, you, you already know what your routine for the day is. You already know, okay, it's Monday. This is an interview day. It's Tuesday. This is a client facing day. It's Wednesday. This is my get out and promote day, right? So by, um, by setting up routines, it, it saves time and energy. Well, I really like that. I'm a big proponent of decision fatigue. And, and if, if your brain's already wasted 10, 20, 30 decisions before breakfast, then the rest of the day, you're already running on, you know, 60%. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, the more decisions that you can make ahead of time, the more you can save yourself um, to, to have better quality decision-making skills available. I love that. Yeah, 100%. All right. So you mentioned family a little and, and time with your wife. How important is play and fun? With, uh, with well, I mean, listen, you can follow me on Instagram, at Mark Savant Media, and you'll see. Uh, um uh, I'm, I'm a kid at heart. I like to have fun. I don't like to take things too seriously. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it keeps us young. All right, Mark, you've spent an hour with the young entrepreneur. You want to leave him with Mark Savant's words of wisdom. What would you share? Take action, take action. Um, I was in, you know, I was at church this weekend and the, the pastor said something it was so like, it's so obvious. And he said, the devil's greatest trick is telling you do something just not today. You do it tomorrow. F that start today, take the action today. You know, if, if, if you're having trouble with, with, with drugs or alcohol, flush it, start today. If you're thinking, okay, I need to lose some weight. Don't say I'll start tomorrow. Get it, put on your pants right now and start jogging and running or doing pushups, right? Um, take the massive action today. Uh, don't wait. No one's coming to save you. Oh, start today. Mark, that's so good. Thank you so much for taking the time today and hanging out and sharing so much wisdom and at least five different ways to monetize your podcast. So appreciate all that you shared. Uh, Robert, truly an honor to spend some time with you and uh, just honored to be part of your journey, brother. Thanks, man. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com.
We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. ADDValueMindset.com In our next episode, Carl Fix Jr. and Robert have a great conversation about starting a business after a long career in law. He wants to add value to others by helping them. Too many people are depressed and sad and not getting the support they need. He loves what he teaches and recognizes that he needs to live it out in his own life.